Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Joined now by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. What do you think, Kevin? Are you are you still dancing? Are you still floating on cloud nine? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, if you're an Arkansas Razorback fan, this wasn't the season you had had imagined or envisioned based on the, you know, the five stars and the success Musman's had in the portal in the last two years, the way things just kind of fell into place in mid-January. Uh, I don't think anybody was on it. We're on any clouds going into postseason, and mm-hmm. and even the NCAA tournament, after going one and one in the SEC tournament for the third straight year, I don't think anybody was on on any cloud levels. Uh, but I think right now the, the fan base has got to be. This, this is this is where everybody expected Arkansas to be was advancing to that second weekend. We've said throughout this year, Randy, despite some of the problems that Arkansas, from a talent standpoint, from a personnel standpoint, would have come up where these guys overrated, all these different things. Absolutely not. You had three players on all league team. When you finished below 500 in league play and you finished 10th out of 14 teams, you still had three guys selected. So we knew the individual pieces were there. But we really haven't seen Arkansas put things together, and not consistently, but you look at these first two games, they've won the rebounding battle significantly. They, including the offensive glass. They, they've won um, the turnover battles. And now we're seeing free throws, which if you took everything else out of the equation, some of those games they lost just really came down to not being a good enough at the free throw line. Some of those close games, you know, not, you know, not being good at all. And, and, and they've raised their percentage in the NCAA tournament by almost 10 percentage points. Um, you know, um, when you look at 69% coming in, they've been uh, real close to 78%, so, so nine percentage points at the free throw line. So I think those areas uh, have been huge for Arkansas. And, of course, when you knock off a number one seed, uh, you get a lot of extra attention for your program, uh, no matter if you're a mid-major or a high-major that's an eight seed. Uh, and this was the defending national champion. So so Arkansas you know, continues to find ways in postseason – um, you know, I mean, think of it this way. If Arkansas wins one more game against UConn on Thursday, it'll be the first time in program history Arkansas had back-to-back-to-back elite eights, or at least in the modern era. I don't know about those teams in the 40s if, if, no, if that happened. Ever, I don't think it did. Ever. No, 41-45, and 45, right. they won an NCAA game, which got into the Final Four, but that was separated by four seasons. So, no, not nowhere. That's right. So, you know, this is – <laughs> no one saw this coming. I think the entire fan base is excited again, and the excitement level probably matches what it was coming into the season. I don't know that there's been more excitement coming into a season in a while because the previous two years you weren't really sure. You knew those were good teams. You weren't really sure how good. But then you had all that momentum in your program, and you had that, that recruiting class and, and, and with Musman's track record in recent years. So you really had excitement coming in. And I think it has not, you know, it just started slowly being deflated through the season. You know, even on some of the bright moments and some of the better games, I don't think the excitement level ever got close to where it was at the start of the year and where it is now. So, Kevin, even as you were talking, I was thinking of this. Do you think the regular season was a setup? 
<laughs> because because ever everybody knew this team, oh, they're going to be in the final four, they're going to be in the final four. But by not being so good in the regular season, as everybody thought, expectations dropped. So now you're right, the excitement level's back because nobody expected this to happen. So maybe the regular season was a setup. What do you think? <laughs> no, I think – Only I think, kidding. Only kidding. I know you are, but, but I think when this team started one and four in league play, that, I think everybody just about had their feel of, okay, this is what they do. Yeah. This is how things happen with this program. And then Arkansas won five league games in a row, and so then you're starting to ramp back up and you're getting everybody to believe again. And then it was like they just fell off a cliff, not completely, but they lost six of nine. And that's not been the that's not been the, the how February and March went uh, in the two previous years. And so I, I, I you know, uh, this is one of the toughest schedules the programs had. I, I thought that non-conference and conference play, both the toughest under Mussman. And then you did have 11 newcomers with a bunch, you know, more than half of those being freshmen. So at some point, fans get tired of that because the expectations were so high. But there's some realities in there. And then you have the injury issues that cannot be ignored. They just can't. I mean, those those are significant. Um, and so, I mean, you know, it explains a lot. And it also, I think, because we could still see that there's individual talent now that they're starting to play better together and, and work through some of the problem areas, at least for two games, that's all that matters. Right now, everything you did in the regular season in your conference tournament means nothing. If you can if you can sort through your issues game to game and be better than the other team, that's all that matters. And if you end up – if Ar- I mean, Arkansas's got the, the kind of roster that can get to the Final Four. It's just been how it plays together. And, and right now, the way it's playing, I think they've got as good a shot as anybody – to continue to win in advance. And I don't think they're great teams in this tournament. I think that's why we saw two number ones go down in the opening weekend. I think also there may not be a great team. There are so many good players in this tournament. I I was so impressed watching Kansas State's guards. Those guys are really, really good. Fairly Dickinson had a guard that you're thinking, that guy could play anywhere. Uh, You look at any game, the talent that was on the floor – was amazing. You look at Connecticut's talent. They're very, very good, although as I shared with Randy before you came on, I thought St. Mary's looked like a high school team. They, they didn't. That was about the least impressive five seed I've ever seen in my life. But maybe maybe they make a bunch of threes, and that's how they win, but I didn't see anything that was impressive about them. But you get to this point, you, you're right. You never know what's going to happen, and I think, well, all the pundits are saying how great Connecticut is. I think that plays right into Arkansas's favor, and I think the Hogs will play very well Thursday night. Yeah, you know, one of the advantages Arkansas has against Kansas was, one, this is not a typical Kansas team with depth, and and they really drilled down their rotation like Arkansas. And so they didn't have a lot of combinations they could try against the Razorbacks, and they didn't have a size advantage either. That that was, And I thought Arkansas's athleticism was better across the board pretty much. Um, but the way that team played, I thought it had some matchup advantages just in the style in the in the in the veteran, you know, makeup of that tight rotation and guys that had played it on, on a national championship team. And they had the momentum of seven straight wins, although six of those were last year and it was had other pieces to that team. Um, but uh, UConn is really good inside and out. And their offense is really good because they, they're one of the top offensive rebounding teams. 
They're one of the top three-point shooting teams in volume. Their percentage is good. Um, and, it, and it's just a team that can beat you inside and out. And it's one of the best assist teams in the country, too. So yeah. they play well together. And then defensively, they're even rated higher than Arkansas. So this is probably a tougher matchup when you look at everything than even Kansas as a one seed. You know, throw away the seed and start thinking about what are the strengths and weaknesses and what does that roster look like. This is the team that does go nine deep. It's hard to solve and take away everything because they can, you know, they can match up and figure out what's not working. I've seen them do it, and they just beat a lot of good teams by double digits. They they won both of these tournament games by double digits. But you look in their regular season. I mean, they beat Alabama. It was in November, but beat them by fifteen. They didn't just win. They won by fifteen on a neutral site. So. Uh, this, this is a you know this is probably in my opinion this is Arkansas's toughest matchup when you look at everything so far in the tournament. But I do think there are things I, there, there's a lot of attention to, and expectation for UConn to win, and I think that will fuel Eric Melsman and he'll find a way to use that. He'll find a way to use that, you know, because we know his game planning is about true X's and O's and matchups, but he's also really good at these intangible things and, and, and taking narratives and different things and building stuff in to, to give his guys an edge. I, and I believe that will be part of it. Kevin, Musselman has such an outstanding record, like 53-10 and 10 or something like that, when he's had four days or more to, to prepare for an opponent. What is he doing differently than other coaches are doing in regards to preparations why why is that record so good for arkansas well first of all i just think he's one of the best in the business at doing it i think he eats sleeps and drinks whatever the old saying is basketball no doubt and i and and he pays attention to a lot of things for a long but like he's not just looking at uconn these coaches i think him more so than others are is able to chew gum and walk at the same time i think he can focus on his team and his season but he's paying attention to what's going on out there, and he and he and he's constantly taking notes on what's working with other pro and different things. So he's already got ideas about some of these teams, whereas their staffs aren't really they know about Arkansas, but they're probably not getting a chance to get into it. The other advantage here is Arkansas got a full day head start on UConn. UConn and St. Mary's play a day later. That could, you know, it may not, but it could be a factor. It certainly helps Arkansas to have a little extra time uh, for guys that are banged up, nicked up. Uh, but it also gives that coaching staff a little extra time when it's already, I think, one of the best relative to just about anybody and getting ready for matchups and dealing with it. And I think a lot of it for Musman is when you play in the NBA or you're an NBA coach or those support leagues like the G- Development League and other stuff he's been in, they play so many games and it's quick turnarounds. You just have to be, over time, he's probably evolved into a guy that can really delve into matchups, different things, game planning a lot faster than what's required at the college level. And so when you get this much time, it makes them even more dangerous. All right, Kevin, hang on. we got one more segment with you. That is Hoop Scoop, better known as Kevin McPherson. Joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. Well, Kevin, we've already started kicking around this matchup with UConn. What do you see as the key matchups on Thursday night? Oh my goodness! I, you know, this is a team that's that we know Arkansas has played multiple teams in the SEC that really hit the offensive glass, and they had mixed results. 
Um, you know, and this is another team that's like that. I mean, you've got another high-powered offensive team. They shoot the three well. They, they move the ball well, and then if they miss, they go get, they attack the offensive glass. So Arkansas has been really good in the rebounding department in the previous two games. They're going to have to be competitive there, I think, again. Uh, this is a, uh, you know, when I look at everything, this team suits over 75% from the free throw line. Boy, would you like to see Arkansas consistently doing that, but they've done that in the NCAA tournament. So I think free throws attempted, Mosman always talks about that. You want to be competitive in the, you know, you don't want to be where you're shooting 10 to 12 free throws and the other team's shooting double that. Not only need to be efficient, but you need to be competitive in those attempts so that you're not losing ground there. And then I think this both teams are outstanding defending the three-point line. But good luck to, to UConn on defending Arkansas's three line. It's To me, it's not about – Arkansas's efficiency is just not good from three. It's about the attempts. And when they keep the attempts low and attack the basket and the paint, that's what's the key here, for, in my opinion, for Arkansas. Uh, and we saw it play out against Kansas. Arkansas was down 12. Then they were down 10, but they'd taken 13 threes, and there was 12 minutes to play. They were two of 13. In the last 12 minutes, they took a grand total of two three-pointers. They made one. That was Jordan Walls' captain, 11-0 run. that gave Arkansas the lead. But they stopped shooting. They, Devo Davis, Ricky Council, everything, you know, Kamani Johnson on the offensive glass, Jordan Walls playing around the offense, you know, playing off, off the offensive backboards. And, and it was those guys, you know, collectively making it a point to get to the rim. And we know all season long, Arkansas will have – Sometimes they'll go an entire game not getting that message, and sometimes they clean it up at halftime. In this case, it was 28 minutes in before they stopped hoisting threes and they really started to attack a smaller team. This is not going to be a smaller team, but Arkansas' strength is to play that, to, to get downhill. So I really think, guys, it's almost broken record. That's what they've got to do. Because you can't get to the free throw line if you're not challenging uh, defenders. This is a very good shot-blocking team, too, as well. There's just not a lot of weaknesses with UConn. Um, and they can beat you front line or backcourt. They've got guards that can shoot. They, like I said, they move the ball well. Their bigs are a little bit more versatile than you might think. Uh, when you look at how good they are around the basket offensively, they can they can move out. And they'll they'll test you with a three two, and then they pass well. So I you know this is probably I think Arkansas's toughest matchup. There's only been one one matchup all year that I thought really hurt Arkansas, and that was Tennessee on the road. I thought everybody else, Arkansas's pretty much been in the game against, even Alabama a couple of times. Uh, we know how hard it is to, to match up with that talented and, and versatile personnel. I think this one might be a, even a little bit more challenging, and so Arkansas is going to need to continue to play like it has at this point, and we know if Arkansas is in the game, they're going to have a chance to win. Is this the game? that the key matchup is going to be inside the paint. I think, I mean, Sonogo is not exactly, um, I don't know, Kevin Durant, but uh, very effective. He can put the ball on the floor. He can stop and pop, and he's physical. I used the uh, earlier example of Oscar Sheboy. I think he's a better Oscar Sheboy. But then they come in with the seven foot two kid who is a great facilitator. He just stays inside his role. And uh, I mean, it's a, to me, the game is going to be decided inside the paint uh, yeah. if Arkansas can defend without fouling. The, the, that's it. This is the kind of team that can get you in foul trouble because it's really hard 
to stop them because they don't have they're not a one trick pony. They've got multiple ways they can beat you, backcourt and frontcourt. And so that's where Arkansas, if they get behind a little bit, and or you know if they're if they're out of position trying to help and you know fix mask a problem, that's when they reach and foul. You know, a guy like Jordan Walsh, I think, has been the X factor in this tournament. Um, and he's a guy that gets in foul trouble. Can, you know, how how many minutes does Arkansas get from him? How he's been so good defensively. I mean, he took a first team All American and the Big 12 Player of the Year, and even though that guy had 20 points, it was a quiet 20, and it wasn't a very efficient 20. And I thought Jordan gave him fits at times. We've seen him had an outstanding tournament. What does Arkansas get from him? How can Kamani help? He's been a warrior on that offensive class, and he gives, he sets a tone. He started these last two games. He, he sets a tone, and a guy with instantly tournament experience. Makai Mitchell has had his moments in postseason. He's been much better than he was the last three games of the regular season. And he's going to be, you know, he's going to be key. I think Arkansas, you know, may need more frontline help in this one. You just don't know. Uh, and then you'd love to see Anthony Black at 100, you know, close to as 100% as possible. Uh, he obviously was not himself. You could tell he was hurt. He, he was not able to play his typical game. Nick Smith Jr. has had a forgettable two games when you look at the production and lack of efficiency and some of the mistakes, but he can bounce back. Um, and then you see Devo Davis and Ricky Council playing at a high, high level. You, you, those guys really need to continue on that plane. They don't have to be perfect, but they've got to battle like they're battling with passion and, and using their ability. You know, Devo can knock down some threes, but he made it. He was determined to get to that basket. And boy, was he effective doing it. And I think they just, and Ricky's 21 of 23 at the line. The percentage is one thing, over 90. But to shoot that many tells you he's attacking. That's what Arkansas is going to need. Doesn't matter who it is, but it's especially against this team. Is you get a, hopefully maybe you can get them in foul trouble by playing that way. That's the hell get, get those two big guys inside. Get get those guys in foul trouble, and then hope that Devo or somebody can cover the smother their best shooter, who's a great shooter. Uh, that that's a big deal too. Yeah, I mean they've got several guys that can shoot. Hawkins is a guy that. Hit he's, three or four. He's their best. You know, one, hit yeah. four threes in the last game. Yeah, so they got more than just him. Um, you know, I thought really, I thought just about everybody in, for Arkansas has played really well in the NCAA tournament, aside from Nick Smith having a couple of poor games, and of course Anthony Black being limited. But look, Anthony played 37 minutes despite yep. being on a you know, a little defense. a big gimpy out there. Played and, great um, defense. Only one great defense. Only one turnover. 37 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, Arkansas needed what they got from him. Um, you know, so I think, you know, Arkansas has strung together its two best back-to-back games this season. I, you know, maybe there's two that I'm not thinking of, but I don't think so. I think that's the two best back-to-back games they've had all year. And it's a – when else do you want to have it but in the NCAA tournament do you want to be playing at your best? Well, that brings up this question uh... – Kevin, how beat up is Arkansas? We know, we're, we're, I mean, we're watching, uh, as you mentioned, Anthony Black. I mean, at times he's he's left the court, and I would question whether or not he'd even be able to return. But how beat up is this Arkansas team right now? They're beat up. You know, they are. And, you know, they didn't talk about it. You know, between games and the SEC tournament, Nick Smith Jr. had the flu. He was on getting IV treatments. Didn't come out of the hotel. He didn't practice before this last game. 
Uh, and then you, like you mentioned, AB, uh, other guys dealing with stuff. I think a lot of players and a lot of teams are dealing with some of the similar stuff this time of year, guys. All right, Kevin. We'll talk with you later on in this week. That is Kevin McPherson, the Nose Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net.